It may have appeared as though they were doing nothing, but actually that's what Jesus in Matthew 24 told them to do. He said, stay and wait for empowerment from on high. Uh, one of the most frustrating things is knowing that you can hear from God and actually have been able to have heard from God confidently in the past, but not being able to hear from him in the moment than you want to or that you need to when you're looking for counsel, when you're looking for wisdom, or when you're looking for direction or encouragement or whatever you might be looking for, whatever you need to hear from God. If you can't hear from him, it's so frustrating. Many of us have been there before and maybe, maybe you're there today. And so today I want to talk about the top 10 to hear him again. Top 10 to hear from him again. What we're going to talk about is what we can do when we can't hear from God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that your word is alive. That it is rich with wisdom. It is rich with life. That you are life. And so, Lord, as we open your word today, Father, we pray that that you would plant seeds in our hearts and in our minds and our spirits, Lord God, that will we'll produce a, a harvest 30, 60, and 100-fold, Lord God, that, that we would be able to experience that abundant life that you've promised us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, there is a, a bit of a mystery in the Hofert house. I'm thinking it's not just our household, but I think it's a lot of households with, with little children around. And that mystery is why children are so loud when they're so close and why they're so quiet when they're so far away. You see, my kids can be in the basement, door shut, and they can want a snack or want to find out if they can watch a show or figure out what to do or the famous... I'm bored. And all they do is they just talk when they're down there with the door shut on a different floor. Or they could be outside. And this last week when it's been so hot, of course they're asking, can I have a freezy, Dad? But they're on the other side of the yard and they're talking. I can't hear what they're saying. I don't even know if they're talking to me half the time. And so I said, if you want to come talk to me, come over to me. Come over closer. And of course, when we're trying to have them sit down and wait for supper, we're dishing out their dishes. And uh, they're supposed to be sitting at the table, ready and washed and quietly sitting there, right? But of course, inevitably, one or more of them decides, this is a great time to start yelling out the lyrics for a song or to start screaming random noises and words for whatever reason. I'm not sure. I'll never figure it out. Noah's laughing because he's not sure either. But my ability to hear my kids is in direct relation to how close they are to me. I can't hear them if they're so far away. Similarly, when we can't hear from God, we need to make sure that we are close to him. Let's start our top 10 to hear him again. And these are the things that we should do to position ourselves to hear from God. Number one, the first thing we need to make sure that we're doing is read 
the Bible. Read, read the Bible. You see, we, when, if you're trying to hear words from God, we should be, the best place to start is in the word of God. When we're trying to hear from him, we should be looking at what he's already said, what he's already spoken. When we're reading his words, that puts us in a really good place. That positions us to, to, to hear what he's saying and make it applicable to our situation. See, each time we open up the Bible, uh, we, we should do so with humility, recognizing that God is sovereign. We are not, and that these words are to be cherished. So read each verse with an open mind. Don't open the Bible saying, well, I want to prove my point, and so what, how can I prove my point with Scripture? No, no, no. You've got to open the Word of God and say, God, God, speak to me. Show me in your Word what you really mean. We, we can't be shaping the Bible with our worldview. We have to use the Bible to change our worldview. We have to let it speak to us. And so the second uh, exercise that in our top ten ways to hear him again is pray. Pray. When we are trying to hear from God, we should be speaking to him. Before we open our Bibles, we should ask God to reveal in his word, which is why we pray the beginning of every sermon. We should be praying and saying, God, would you open up my eyes to see what it is you want me to see today? Would you reveal in your word what I need to know? Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And to the one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks the door will be opened. Prayer positions our hearts to receive. It also positions us as a son or a daughter of God. And so it's vital that we come to the throne of God with humility. Number three is listen. Listen. Of course, when communicating with someone, if all we're doing is talking, if it's just a monologue, if we aren't giving them an opportunity to respond, it's not really communicating. It's not really communicating. And if we're not giving the person on the other side of the table, if we're not giving God the opportunity to respond, then, then we, we aren't having a conversation. We need to be able to give them time. We need to be able to give God time to respond as well. See, this could be the most common area that, that Christians um, are, are not able to hear from God because our routines for prayer can quickly become the different things that we need to speak to God, the different things that we are petitioning for, the different people that we love and are praying for, and we don't just wait in the presence of God for Him to respond, for Him to speak to those situations and about those people that you are desperately wanting to see God move in their life. I mean, we've all been in conversations with somebody who is just going on and on and on. 
someone and you, you have something to contribute five or ten minutes ago or maybe an answer to their question that they asked. And then they just went on something else and they're talking about flowers now and something entirely different. And they're just going on and on and on. And you are trying to get a word in, but sometimes you give up. You know, I, I hate to inter- interrupt people, but I have learned that I... Actually, I have to interrupt some people. Some people just don't have an awareness that they are talking, and it's been 35 minutes. Um, so I've recognized I need to interrupt some people. Uh, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, but the unfortunate thing is I've also recognized that even though I've interrupted them and I'm now talking and they're not talking, that doesn't mean they're listening necessarily. Right? We need to listen in conversation. Matthew 13, 9 says, Let anyone who has ears listen. Let anyone who has ears listen. Okay, number four on our top ten to hear him again is listen outside the box. Listen outside the box. Now that's maybe a little bit of a foreign concept to you, so I want to explain it a little bit. See, as I was preparing for this sermon, I, uh, it was Wednesday. And I was, I was starting to stress a little bit because I like to have figured out what I'm preaching early in the week and then finding those verses, those scriptures to, uh, that, that God has also highlighted and to, to let those kind of wash over my mind, let me meditate on them, pray about them, research them a little bit and, and to let God kind of simmer the pot, stew, you know, a, a a slow-baked stew or chili is always better than a fast-baked one, right? So I like to let it simmer a little bit and find out what God's really saying to bring out the good flavors, right? And it was Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, actually, and I still didn't know what God was wanting me to preach on this Sunday. So I shut the door to my office, made myself unavailable, and I started praying. And I started reading the Bible. And then I started Waiting and listening for him to speak. And nothing. So I prayed again. I read more scripture. I read scripture that I had highlighted recently. And I'm trying to figure out, God, what are you wanting me to preach on? Well, my office hours had come to an end. I still hadn't heard from him. So I said, well, I'm going home and hopefully I hear from God on what I'm supposed to preach on. Because it's the end of day Wednesday already. I don't know what I'm preaching on on Sunday. And so Lorna said, let me pray for you. So she prayed for me that God would speak. And so I go home confident, expecting imminently that God would speak. Playing with the kids, getting supper ready. Nothing. Okay, supper is done. It's wind down time for the day. Let's watch the Blue Jays. So I'm half watching the Blue Jays play. And I'm half listening, expecting God to speak. I I had been doing exactly what I was supposed to be doing to position myself to hear from God, right? But I didn't hear him in a way that I expected to. I expected him to highlight a verse and to, to highlight a story in my life, a time when he did something that I could testify of his goodness, of something. I expected something like that. I expected to hear a whisper as I was praying about what to preach on. But that didn't happen. He spoke by asking me, what are you doing? He said, what are you doing? 
It was then that I realized that he wanted me to communicate about what I was doing already. He had me experience not being able to hear from him because he wanted me to preach about not being able to hear from him. It was a really practical illustration, and so it's great. You know, I get content too. (laughs) But he had me start researching a sermon on Tuesday and Wednesday. I, I didn't even know I was researching this topic yet. But I did hear from him, as I said, and not in a way that I expected. Sometimes God will speak to us and will communicate with us in ways we don't expect and in ways we don't foresee him speaking to us. We need to remember, though, his ways are not our ways, as he says in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and your ways are not my ways. This is the Lord's declaration. For as heaven is higher than earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. When we want to hear from him, we need to be wide open to what he might be saying. Of course, we need to vet what he's saying with what he has said in the word of God. We need to test what he has said in the moment with what he said already and what he said to you in the past and take a look at that. But we, we don't limit God to speaking in a certain way. Many Jewish people missed what God was doing because Jesus came in a way that they didn't expect. Jesus was too familiar to them. They didn't expect God to answer those prophetic words in that way. And so they missed it. Number five is do what you've been told to do. Do what you've been told to do. On our top ten, to hear him again. Sometimes we aren't hearing from God because he's already spoken to us about what we're supposed to do. And he's waiting for us to fulfill that obligation, for waiting for us to do what he's already asked us to do. Whether it has anything to do with that next step or not, obedience is better than sacrifice. We need to make sure that we are being obedient as we are listening to him. The Apostle Paul gives the church in Thessalonica a list of different things to do. And because these are universal truths, they're applicable to us here today. Let's take a look at those. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14 through 18 says, We exhort you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle, comfort the discouraged, help the weak, be patient with everyone. See to it that no one repays evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good for one another and for all. Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Why do these things? Because it's God's will for us in Christ Jesus to do these things. These are things we've been told to do or to not do. Number six, remember what he's done in the past. Remember what he's done before. This is closely tied to number five. Because when he's asked us to do something and then we do it, we can, we can journal it. We can write it down. We can testify to our friends and to our family members. We can post about it on social media. We can 
record it in different ways so that we can look back and we can remember what he's done before and we can be thankful for everything he's done. Sometimes looking back on what God has done will help us to get back on track with what he is doing. It gets us back on the same wavelength as God. It helps us recalibrate our minds back to what the Spirit desires. Every time I lose my phone or sunglasses or keys, and especially if my kids aren't around, I just retrace my steps. They can just take them randomly. So, um, uh, But I can definitely lose them all, all on my own by myself. So I just retrace my steps. Where was the last time that I knew that I had what I'm looking for? So I go there and I retrace my steps and I usually find what I'm looking for. When you can't hear God, remember back to the last time that you did. Remember back to the last time that you knew you were with God. And then maybe, maybe he's still there. Maybe he's not done with that moment yet. Maybe he had more to share and you just moved on. Or maybe, maybe you went left when you should have gone right. And maybe he'll be able to find him easier if you just remember what you have done, what he's done before. Uh, number seven, top ten to know, hear him again is fast. Now sometimes we're too distracted by our flesh and the desires of our bodies. And they get in the way from the desires of our spirits of our hearts and so we need to make sure that we aren't just giving into all the cravings all the desires of our flesh and we need to prioritize the desires of our spirit we need to make sure that we aren't just feeding our bodies we need to feed our spirits as well so we're taking a stand and saying that you know what my spiritual needs are more important than my physical needs in this moment so i'm going to fast food for this season to hear from him to hear from God. Matthew chapter 6 says this, when you fast, not if, but when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting isn't obvious to others, but to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. You know, maybe it's not food that's distracting you. We all get distracted from time to time, whether it's a hobby, an unhealthy friend, or uh, games, social media. You know what? There are lots of different things that we can fast, all right? But be purposeful to put off those distractions. Fasting food and taking that time normally spent preparing food and taking that time to seek his face and to hear from him. Number eight is forgive. If there's someone in your life that you haven't forgiven, it's time to forgive them. It's time. Forgiveness isn't saying that what that person did is okay, what they did is all right. What you're doing in forgiving them is saying, I, I'm all right. <clears throat> Excuse me. It doesn't, see, it doesn't mean that you're reconciled with them, but forgiveness means you're going to let go of that anger. You're going to let go of the bitterness, of the resentment, and you are going to move forward. Because unforgiveness isn't holding them back. Unforgiveness is holding you back from moving ahead. Mark eleven twenty five says this. <clears throat> Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him 
so that your Father in heaven will also forgive you your wrongdoing. Choose to forgive them today as Christ forgave you before you were even born. Number nine is repent. At times we can't hear from God because our own sin is clouding his voice. Our own sin is clouding how we see and how we hear from him. We need to stop what we're doing. That's what repentance is. Not just stop and say, sorry, Lord, but it's a complete 180 degree turn away from what you were doing towards the things of God and what he is doing. Sometimes we just need to repent and turn from those wicked ways. Again, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 says this, For this is God's will, your sanctification, that you keep away from sexual immorality, that each of you knows how to control his own bodies in holiness and honor, not with lustful passions like the Gentiles who don't know God. Certainly God can speak to us when we are in sin, and that's how all of us initially came to God, came to Christ. But we do need to make sure to get rid of everything that hinders us, everything that clouds our minds and our hearts and our eyes and ears from hearing and seeing what he is doing. Number 10 is rid yourself of unbelief because God is good. He loves you, and he wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to you. So whatever is holding you back, remember, God loves you. He is a good God, and he wants to speak to you. He wants to be in communication with you. Maybe he's been speaking to you this whole time, and you just weren't aware of it. Maybe you can't hear him through all the clutter of this world and all the confusion that the enemy is putting in the way. You've got to clear the path sometimes. Or maybe you just aren't expecting him to move in a certain way and you just need to th- listen outside the box. Whatever it is, all of these exercises will help you to be receptive and ready to hear from God next time he speaks. We're going to close now, and so if I could dismiss the parents to go and get your children up in the, the uh, Sunday school classrooms, please. The final thing that you can do if you're not able to hear God's voice is to come and receive prayer. So if I could get the prayer ministry team to come forward, and as soon as you see people up here looking at you, they are ready to pray for you. And so... If you are ready to hear from God, especially if you've been in a time and in a period where you can't hear the voice of God, I really want to see you come forward and to receive prayer. Because I believe God will speak through these individuals. And then you can use these different exercises at home to confirm what God is saying to you. Okay? So let's, let's close in prayer about this, this sermon here. Let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you for these 10, 11 different ways that we can hear from you. These different exercises that we can prioritize you and what you're doing. And we can set aside our own um, desires and we can, we can see what it is that you are wanting to say to us. And so, Lord, as we 
get rid of these different distractions. As we listen with open ears and an open mind, we're reading the word, we're praying, we're fasting, we're doing all these different things, Lord God. Thank you that you are faithful. Thank you, Lord, that you do speak, that you love us and that you want to communicate to us. And so, Lord, it's with faith that we push aside unbelief and we step out and we believe that we are going to hear from you today, that we are going to hear from you throughout our day. We thank you so much, Lord God, that you have provided different ways for us to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you're here today and there's a conviction in your life that, that you want to get to know God, maybe you don't know him, but you do want to get to know him, that you recognize that, you know, there's some desire, there's some pull here. I feel it, and you want to respond. Then there are just three easy steps to get you started in your journey with Jesus. It's to recognize that you're not perfect. Not one of us is. Every single one of us is flawed. Only Jesus was that perfect sacrifice, that perfect sinless person. And so second step is to receive Jesus as your sacrifice for your sins. And then third, relinquish control of your life for today and every day. And let him guide your steps and your days. If you want to do that, we're just going to close in a prayer, allowing you to do that and start your journey with Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that even though we are not perfect, that you sent your son Jesus to be the perfect sacrifice for us. And so we thank you and we receive you, Jesus, into our lives as Lord and as Savior. As Savior for all of our sins and Lord or uh, we, we choose to relinquish control of our lives. And we give you lordship of our lives today and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you did that for the first time, angels are rejoicing in heaven. And I am rejoicing too. I would love to speak with you and talk with you and help you on your journey with Jesus. So we, uh, the front is open for prayer ministry. So please come and receive prayer. Prayer is also on Facebook Messenger. And if you need prayer for anything, please come forward right now. We have people here ready to pray. And also, if we could pray for Jonan and Alona. It's their, uh, maybe their last week with us. I don't know if they're going to be able to make the following weeks. But they're moving away June 27th. They've been very involved in different ministries. Jonan with uh, worship. And um, Alona has been heading up hosting. And they've just been a wonderful addition to the family here and they're moving on to Fort Saskatchewan. They're still Saskatchewanites, just in a different province. So let's, uh, Jonah and Lona, if you could come forward, we'd love to pray a blessing over you as you go. Thank you so much for coming everyone. Pray God blessing, God's blessing over you as you go and have a wonderful week. Goodbye.